0: Clap your hands for Mrs. Mawirami Oklu. Keep clapping your hands. What a conference. Are you enjoying the conference already? Can you feel that something is happening to you? Your ministry will never be the same again. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning we have been gathered here in the presence of the Lord to be prepared as shepherds of God's flock. You now understand why you are a shepherd and why you must be a skillful shepherd. But with us this afternoon is one of God's generals in this nation and on this continent of Africa. Recently, God has... Heavily anointed him in our land to hold massive church growth conferences with its capital in Kolegono. But we've had conferences in Kumase, Tamale, South Africa and all kinds of places. This is a man we are privileged to receive his ministry today. And I pray that some drops of oil on him will fall on somebody's ministry. Because what he's carrying is not a small anointing. This is a man I've known for over 25 years. Has pastored large churches. And today he is a pastor of pastors. And best of all, a true son of Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to receive a ministry which runs through decades. Over 30 years of ministry, God has used him to do. In Europe, in Africa, in Ghana. And I believe that as he ministers, your local ministry will also become an international ministry. He is the vice chancellor of the Anakazo Bible and Ministry Trading Center. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to waste your time a big anointing is in this house let's put our hands together with joy receive Bishop Emmanuel Louis Interfo clap your hands for Jesus
1: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God bless you. you. May be seated. Hallelujah! Amen. Are you blessed to be here? Are you blessed to be here? I said, Are you blessed to be here? Hallelujah! First and foremost, I want to. Thank the Lord for putting a burden on the heart of Bishop Ogo to teach us on shepherding. He is a good shepherd. He is a great shepherd. He shepherds thousands of people. But for him to gather us, it means God is saying to him, I want you to sharpen my pastors, my church workers to become good shepherds. And the reason why I'm grateful is because not everybody um, responds to instructions. And so for him to have responded, you know, to do it, it's a great blessing. and Bishop I want to say God bless you for this wonderful conference. When I entered the campus, I said, wow, what a conference. Well organized, everything is structured, very easy to come in and all that. It shows you someone who is working with an excellent anointing. Now, I want to say it from the beginning that if we're a pastor and you are here at this conference, you are truly blessed. You see, because God has brought you to sit at the feet of one of the greatest pastors that we have anywhere in the world today. Now for some of you who don't know Bishop O'Go, in Lydas Chapel International, by the grace of God, uh, the ministry is very large now by the grace of God. Uh, 3,000 churches in over 76 countries all over, and um, senior pastors, many, many bishops of big cathedrals like this. But of all the bishops, the one who almost on 24 hours basis has the privilege to sit close to Bishop Dad is Bishop Ogo. Now, why am I saying that? I want to give you a revelation of who he is. He is sitting by one of the greatest anointings in the world today. Therefore, that anointing is upon his life. Oh, so, when he stands here and he and Bishop will go ministers everywhere. So on the TV, everywhere. Bishop Dag will be standing somewhere and then he, he will be ministering. When you come for those of you who have been coming for ISI, now, now give thyself holy conference. You know, he can be ministering two hours, three hours, one hour. Sometimes Bishop Dad doesn't come. So Bishop Ogo is there. While Bishop Ogo is there, he's happy to continue his meetings, ministering to pastors from all over the world so i want you to know that god has really honored you from wherever you are coming to have access to the ministry of bishop ogo now so there are two things that i want you to do number one i want you to listen very carefully to him when he's preaching everything that he says Okay, believe it. Believe it. You see, because sometimes when people are speaking, most of what they say is just theory. It's just theory. Like we have a lot of uh, theologians in Bible schools. They've not even started one church before. They've not even started one church before. But they can talk about strategies for starting churches. But meanwhile, the person has not done it. So, as he's talking about the art of shepherding, how you can look after God's sheep in the best way that you can, he is not just giving theories. When you come here on Sunday, and I would like to, I like to encourage you. Sometimes leave your church and come here on Sunday. You see thousands of people here. That is pastoring. and therefore, what he's saying is not just theory, but that th- these are things, principles, revelations—you know, things that he himself is doing and has done, and wants to impart unto us. So, I want you to believe it. Then, number two, I know that many of you here—you are either senior pastors or maybe the associate pastor you have left all your junior pastors at home you have left all your church workers at home and then you have come to sit down here do you see so that what you are going to receive you are going to receive it but the main people who are working with you they are not here to hear it with you and therefore when you go and say oh you know, I want us to now implement this strategy. I want us to do this. They even begin to argue with you. So I want to encourage all of you, God willing, from this evening, all right, to come. Come with all your church workers. Your, your, your elders, your shepherds, your finance people, anybody that matters to you. Even the ordinary church members. Your pastors. One of the things that we'll be talking about here is the doctrine of Loyalty. Many of you, your assistants are fighting you you in all kinds of things, but when you bring them, not only will you be blessed, but all the, the scripture says, how can two work together except they be agreed? So bring all your people and I believe that by the end of this week, your shepherding anointing will go higher. And once God sees that, you look after his sheep, well, He'll give you more. The sheep of God matters so much to Jesus. He asked John uh, Peter three times, John 21, 15, 16, 17, "Do you love me? Feed my lamb. Feed my sheep. Amen." David became the greatest king. Of Israel. He ruled for 40 years. And in Second Samuel 7, God sent a prophet to David to tell him, Remember that I took you from following the sheep in the ship to make you a captain of my people. Now this David in first in first Samuel chapter 17, first Kings, first First Samuel chapter 17 you see David having a few sheep. When his father sent him to go to the battlefield to send food to his brothers, the Bible said that he took the few sheep and handed them over to a keeper. He had a few. In fact, when his brother Eliab saw him talking at the bar, he used the number of his sheep to insult him. He said, with whom did you leave those few sheep? But you see if you look at the heart that he had for him not to have just walked away but for him to have thought about the few sheep and then decided to find a good keeper to commit them that was a sign of somebody who loved and cared for the sheep of god that is why god gave him now the whole nation god is going to give you a lot of people but God is going to see what are you doing with the few that he has given you today. Can I have an amen? amen. So, Bishop Ogo, God bless you for this wonderful amen. conference. Clap your hands for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And then also, there is a blessing on this conference. The blessing of, of, on this conference is that Bishop Ogo has the blessing of his father. Bishop Doug, to put together this conference for us. Now, some of us, you just get up and then you go and do something out of rebellion. Do you understand it? But he has the blessing, so the spirit of Bishop Doug is right with us here in this conference. Can I have an amen? And so, I believe that we are going to be blessed. Make sure that you get the books. I cannot believe it that, you know, uh, the Macarius is being sold at 300 Ghana cities. Uh, I've been having the Macarius at our Church Go Conference, and it's normally not that. So it's a special blessing, and I want you to get Let us pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to come to your presence. We love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your guidance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, this afternoon, and throughout the whole Of my sessions I'll be talking on the subject the Holy Spirit and effective shepherding the Holy Spirit and effective shepherding now pastors listen to me in Ecclesiastes chapter 10 and verse 10 the Bible says if the iron be blunt and you do not quit the edge Then must you put forth more strength. In other words, if you take a farmer, a cocoa farmer, who decides to weed his farm, eh, decides to weed his farm with unsharpened knife, that farmer is going to struggle. I I, have done cocoa, you know, when we were children, we used to go and weed. And by the time you finish, your palms will be paining you. And the, the clearing doesn't go fast. You really suffer. Now, many of us, pastors, listen, many of us in the ministry are not good shepherds because we lack the help of the shepherd. Now, In 1 Peter 5, all right, Peter calls Jesus the 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 chief shepherd. So Jesus is the chief shepherd, and we are under shepherds. Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus came to the face of the earth, he had a helper, the Holy Spirit, who helped him. to do his shepherding work. The tragedy that has hit many of us today is that we are trying to shepherd. We are trying to do the work of the ministry. The the, the, the work of winning the loss, preaching, teaching, healing, caring for the sheep without the helper that helped this chief shepherd. Hallelujah. And so over the time that I have the opportunity to minister, I want to try to stimulate our appetite for this helper, the Holy Spirit. Now, it is very important for us to know that the God that we serve is a three-union God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. In Matthew 28 from verse 18, the Bible said, And Jesus came and spake unto them and said, Go ye into all nations and teach them, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So you see, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. So you see, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. First John chapter 5 and verse 7. There are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Spirit. And these three are one. You see, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Genesis chapter 1. You see, Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, you see, Father, Son again. In the beginning, God, Father, created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was void. And darkness was over the face of the earth. And the Spirit of God moved. Holy Spirit. And God said, He spoke the word. The word is Jesus. Once again, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. God, all right, we must understand that the God that we are serving is God the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now listen to this very carefully. Throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Old Testament, God largely related with his people as the Father. You don't hear much about Jesus. What we hear about Jesus are prophecies of Jesus coming, Isaiah and all these people. Even uh, Moses, you know, Deuteronomy chapter 18 you know, someone will come after me like myself and all that. All right? We don't see the Holy Spirit so much in action. As a matter of fact, in the Old Testament, only three categories of people uh, had the Holy Spirit the king, the prophet, and the priest. All the rest of the people did not have the spirit. So God related with his people. Alright, principally as a father and this is right from genesis to malachi after malachi we enter what is called the intertestamental period where there's quietness until now we move into the gospels matthew mark luke and john matthew mark luke and john principally talks about god the son so god now begins to relate with his people as the son. Jesus came to tell us about the father, the kingdom of the father, the kingdom of God, the need for us to enter the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. All right? Now, listen to this. It is important for us to understand that Jesus spent 33 years on earth. Out of the 33, 30 of them were used growing up, maturing, and working as a carpenter. He was just a carpenter. He did not attempt, I'm choosing my words very carefully, Jesus did not attempt to do any ministry For 30 years, he did not heal anybody, he did not preach to anybody, Uh, he did not work any miracles. For 30 years, for 30 years, why? Because before Jesus came on earth, the Godhead, the Father, the Son. And the Holy Spirit had a beating. What did they talk about? The need for the salvation of their creature. Man that they have created had gone into bondage and was now living in sin. And they had to do something about it. The Bible said that Jesus, as the Lamb, was slain before the foundations of the earth. So now. The best way to help an ant is, become, become, is for you to become an ant. Is that also? If any of us here we see a group of ants with a problem, and we decide to go and help them as human beings, we will end up trampling on them and destroying them, because we are so big and they are so tiny. So for them, for God. To come and save us. Wow. A decision was taken for the son to come to earth. How many of you are here? But you see, you see, God knows our hearts. The scripture says when Jesus was on earth, the Bible says, and Jesus did not commit himself unto anyone because he knew what was in man. God knew that. We, we are so wicked in our ways that if the son God just comes as an ordinary man who we'll just finishes something bad will happen to him so the decision was that you go but when it gets to the time for you to start to minister God the Holy Spirit which is the power of God I will now come and be with you, and turn you from an ordinary man into a supernatural man. So, the Bible says that in Luke chapter 3, verses 21 to 23, alright, Jesus was now about 30 years now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, Thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. Verse 23. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph which was the son of Eli, so for the first time for the first time when Jesus was about 30 years all right God the Holy Spirit descended from heaven and came upon him then immediately Luke chapter 4 and verse 1 the Bible says and Jesus being full of the Holy Spirit was led into the wilderness where he fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. And at the end of it, in Luke chapter 4 and verse 14, the Bible said that and Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So he gets filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes into the wilderness, he prays, he's now empowered, and then in Luke 4:16, he goes to church. Jesus goes to church. He had been going to church, he had been going to church. But this time, when he went to church, something happened. When he went to church and they gave him the Lord to read, he rose up and told the people, he said, Now, brothers and sisters. I can preach i can teach i can heal i can deliver and they asked him why he said because the spirit of the lord god the spirit of the lord god the spirit of the lord god is now come upon me now sit down what was he saying what was he saying he was saying i am now ready To do the ministry. I am now ready to shepherd God's people. I am now ready to preach. I am now ready to teach. I am now ready to heal the sick. Because the helper. The helper. Has come to me. And from that day. The Bible said that his fame Went abroad. Jesus went everywhere. Preaching. Matthew four seventeen, the scripture says and from that time Jesus began to preach and to say repent for the kingdom of God is at hand Matthew Matthew four twenty three, the Bible said and Jesus went to all their villages and all their towns preaching the gospel teaching in their snuggles healing all manner of diseases he went around remember that he had been on earth for 30 years and had not done anything listen to me the reason why you are struggling is because you are doing the ministry without this helper. Now watch. I hear you go home. How many of you can understand the preaching? Hallelujah. And at this session, my topic is the Holy Spirit, the forgotten helper. The forgotten helper. Now, now, one day Jesus, listen very carefully, one day Jesus. Was of his disciples. And then they saw a lot of people. Matthew chapter 9, from verse 36. The Bible said that when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. For they were fainted and scattered as sheep without a shepherd. Then said he to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Now look at verse 38 matthew 9 38 pray therefore the lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest now jesus said we need more laborers we need more workers we need more people to help how do we achieve that he told the disciples pray to the lord of the harvest now jesus was with them and was saying pray to the lord of the harvest that implies that he was not the Lord of the harvest. And so he was referring to somebody who was the Lord of the harvest. Who is this Lord of the harvest? The Holy Spirit is the Lord of the harvest. The, Lord. the Holy Spirit is the chief executive officer for this work of the ministry that we are doing. Preaching evangelism, visitation, caring for the sheep, praying for the sick, planting churches, shepherding. It is not possible unless we get the help of the chief executive officer, who is the Holy Spirit. He is the Lord of the harvest. Now, the reason why many of us are struggling is because, is, is because we, have left, we have left the Lord of the harvest and then we are on our own. Hallelujah. Now, we are like the the disciples in Luke 24. In Luke 24, from verse 45, Jesus begins to talk about the Great Commission. He said that repentance and remission of sins should be preached everywhere. And he instructed them. Go and preach. Go and teach all nations. Hallelujah. Now watch this. As Jesus was talking to them. Listen carefully. As Jesus, When he lifted up his eyes, the, the disciples were already going. They said, ah, where are you going? He said, ah, but you told us to go and do the work. You have just told us. Eh, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations. Begin at Jerusalem. All right, verse forty-eight. And ye are witnesses of these things. In other words, you are the people. As he was talking, when he lifted the exercise the disciples were on their way. So they called Peter and said, "Why are you going?" So well, you just told us to go and preach. You just called us into ministry. You just asked us to go and start a church at Abuokosi. You just asked us to go and start a church in Tema. You just asked us to go and start a church at Ashie. So we are going to do it. Then Jesus says, "Stop, stop, stop." Then they said, "Why?" Then he said, he said, and behold, and behold, I will send you the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Jesus was saying, wait, before you go, wait until the helper has come to help you. Now, 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 many of us have gone into ministry, but we have left the helper behind. Watch, you told them, tarry, wait, wait. Most of the ministry that we are doing is without the help and the direction of the Holy Spirit. We do crusades because other pastors are doing crusades. Not because, not because the Holy Spirit has asked you to do crusades. You do deliverance services because all the pastors in your area are doing deliverance services. You see, you are mentoring your ministry programs based on what you see around. But you have been called, and there's a helper who is supposed to be guiding you. Hallelujah. So, after he has told them this, in John chapter 14, John chapter 13 coming, Jesus started a discourse with his disciples. He was telling them how he was going to be arrested, how he was going to be crucified, and all that. By John chapter 14, they were very sad. They were very, very sad. That is why he told them, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in me and believe also in God. That's why he told him. Then in verse 15, he said, If ye love me, obey my commandments. Hallelujah. Watch this. Watch. Are you here? Let me see your hand. When Jesus, when Jesus... Told the disciples that he was going to go. They were very sad. Very, very sad. You see, this Jesus, for the three years that they had known him, has been their helper. When they needed healing, he was there. Remember Matthew chapter 8? He entered into Peter's mother in law's house and healed them. He was the provider of food. One time they were walking through some cornfields and they they were just eating freely. People were saying, ah, why eat people? Jesus allowed them to to, to, to eat. This was somebody that they were associating with and they themselves have become famous because of the miracles. And then suddenly he told them, I'm going to leave you. They were so sad but in the midst of their sadness jesus said i have breaking news i have breaking news say breaking news now what is breaking news when we are watching television maybe there's a discussion you know on the panel or something and then something has happened somewhere maybe there's a fire outbreak there's a major accident somewhere all right then they pause on the discussions and they say breaking news So, so and so is happening somewhere. So Jesus says, I have breaking news. They said, what is this breaking news that he gave them? John chapter 14, verse 16. John chapter 14. He said, when I look at you guys, you are very sad. You sound depressed because I'm going. But he said, and I'll pray the Father and he will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Jesus said, breaking news, don't worry, when I go, I will send somebody just like myself, to come and be with you I will send somebody just like myself to come and be with you the work that I have given to you people to go and do the work of the ministry the work of shepherding you cannot do it on your own you need a helper you need a helper And he said, when I go, I will pray the Father for him to send you another helper. Now, the word comforter is translated from the Greek word um, parakletos. And it means a helper, an assistant, a counselor, an aide, an advocate. So Jesus said when I go I'll pray the father To send you Somebody who help you In the ministry at Abokobi I'm going to send you somebody Who help you in the work that you are doing In that corner there An assistant Somebody who counsel you A teacher A guide A guy, hallelujah, and then he added another way. He said, Not only am I sending you a comforter, I'm sending you another comforter. Now, that word another is from another Greek word, and that word is the word alos, allos a l l o s. And allos means another. Of the same kind. Another of the same kind. Hallelujah. Can I have my wallet? Can I have my wallet? Alright. Alright. I don't have what I have here. But you see... you have a twenty dollar bill twenty dollar bill that is money and then if you have a twenty ghana cd bill that is also money but in terms of the value they are not the same so even though the twenty dollar bill and the Ghana 20 CD bill are the same they are different another of different kind do you understand it another of different kind but if i have two bills give me my wallet i this time i can have it open it all right now, this is a 10 Ghana City bell. Robin, so is that not the case? How many of you can see it? And this is a ten Ghana City bell. Now, both in terms of how they look at how they were made, their nature, and their value, this and this are the same. So these two you call them another of the same kind. How many of you understand that? So Jesus said, when I go, I am going to send you a helper. But that helper that is coming is just like me. If I fed you, he will feed you. If I taught you, he will teach you. If I gave you power, he will give you power. If I stood by you, he will stand by you. If I comforted you, he will comfort you. He's the same person. listen, that is what in verse 8, John 16 18, Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, now, that word comfortless, is the same word as the word orphan at the NIV you say orphan please be seated now, Jesus said I will not leave you as orphans who is an orphan, an orphan is somebody who essentially has no help pastors many of us are in the ministry and we are orphans spiritually there is no help i am not talking about help in terms of having money or cars. no there is no helper behind you this person that jesus spoke about who helped jesus in his ministry it was the holy spirit that helped jesus in his ministry i've just shown it to you that for 30 years Jesus did not attempt to do any ministry until the Holy Spirit came. The works of Jesus are ascribed to the presence of the Holy Spirit in his life. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all them that were afflicted of the devil. Why? For God was with him. Now, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this. Pastors, Jesus was not successful in ministry because he was called. Ah, if God comes to do ministry and is successful and we are doing ministry and we are struggling. That is not fair. It's not fair. No. Jesus came as man, even though he was God, but he walked here as man. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 5, let this mind be also in you which was in Christ, Jesus, Who being the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal of God, but made himself of no reputation. He took on the servant. And being found in the form of a man. Of a man. So now, why did Jesus succeed? Jesus succeeded because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. That is why for 30 years he didn't do anything until the Holy Spirit came. And that is why when he was leaving, he told the people, breaking news, when I go, this same person, this same person, and, 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 and I'm going to teach you that the Holy Spirit is a, is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person in your life. He said, this same person who has helped me, to Preach, to teach, to heal, to travel in ministry, to preach to thousands, to gather people, to shepherd people. This same person, when I go, I'll ask the father to bring him to you. So don't worry. That's why he told them in Luke 24: Where are you going? Where are you going? You see passes. You have woken up. You have not prayed. You have not read your Bible. You say you are going to preach. You see pastors. You say, now, the coming Sunday, I'm going to preach on 10 strategies of, you know, successful life. My question to you is, how did you get that message? How? Because the Bible says, He that is sent of God speaketh the words of the Lord. So what did you get away from? where did you get away from? He said, we just get up. Do you understand it? We are just like the apostles in Luke 24, and then we are just going. That is why we struggle. That is why you know our 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 ministries are not sharpened. We are fighting in the ministry with blunted catalysis. If the iron be blunt and you do not wet the edge, you don't sharpen the edge, then must you put forth more strength. Many of us, we are using brute force in the ministry because we are not relying on the help. Holy Spirit. Now, there are two types of ministries. The first type of ministry is Cain type of ministry. King. And the second type of ministry is able type of ministry. When they had to do ministry, the two of them, to God. Cain went to the farm. Took a cutlass. To weed. To uproot cassava. Cut. Plantain. I mean vegetables. If you have found before, you realize that this, this, is, this is hard work. He was sweating. He was sweating. Cain type of ministry is sweating ministry ministry that is done with brute force brute force pulling the cassava pulling what did Abel do? he just went to the backyard caught one of the animals sacrificed it easy ministry ministry with the help of the Holy Spirit is like Abel type of ministry ministry without the help of the Holy Spirit is Cain type of ministry On Sunday morning, you have swept your church very nicely. You have arranged your chairs very nicely. You've gotten your choir in place. But you are surprised that only few people have come to church. Because in your mind, what brings people to church is a nice church building, nice chairs, nice choir robes. Nice music. You yourself, your suit. Three suits. The temperature is about 50 degrees. It doesn't matter. Three suits. Because that, is, in your mind, that is what appeals to people. No. It is not by might. It is not by power. But it is by my spirit. Say the The ministry is not by might. It's not by Takashi. <laughs> Look, for the church to be full, it takes the supernatural artworkings of the Holy Spirit. It takes the supernatural artworkings. One time I invited one of our bishops. To my cathedral, I have a very, you know, we have several services, but the first one starts at six thirty. Six thirty, <laughs> and it is full of young people, full of largely young people. When you come, the cathedral is full, but there is no car at the car park. We bring all the people in buses. They don't have money to buy cars. And the bishop made a statement. He said, for young people, he was standing at, the, at the, on the stage he said, for young people to gather at this time. Six, is it because for them for them to come to church at 6:30. Eh, the bus has to go for them like 4:30, 5 a.m. Young men who sat there, some have gone to drink, some have gone to play football, some have gone to all kinds of things. So he said, for young people. To be gathered at this time of the age of the time, it can only be explained by the power of the Holy Spirit. With the forgotten helper helper hey ministry without the Holy Spirit ministry without the Holy Spirit my prayer for, me, for you is that you leave this conference in pursuit of the Holy Spirit I say you leave this conference in pursuit you have a great hunger a great thirst Of the Holy Spirit You must have the hunger That the psalmist had in Psalm 42 He said as the deer panted After the water boots So my soul panted after thee My soul panted after the living God Even my God Then he said but when shall I come And appear before my king Listen You must have a great test For the Holy Spirit in your life and in your ministry your whole ministry will change everything that you have struggled with gathering the people looking after them shepherding them eh will change people that you have been struggling with for years under the influence of the Holy Spirit Now, let me explain what the psalmist was talking to you about. Then I'll talk to you about the coming of the Holy Spirit, then we are going home. I have just a few minutes. The deer, or the antelope, is one of the smallest animals in the forest. And it is also one of the animals that all the predators, Lions and all that like To eat for breakfast, lunch, supper Yeah When a lion sees an antelope No, he's going for it So God In his graciousness To the antelope Has made it a very fast animal So even though the lions eat them They really struggle to be able to catch them And then, in their creation, God has made this such that the antelope is able to submerge itself underwater and just leave a little of its nostril for a long time and swim away from its predators. So watch this. The psalmist says, As the deer panted after the water brooks." So my soul panted after thee now. When an antelope, a deer, sees a predator, a lion, and it takes off, and the lion is chasing, chasing him, as he's running away, twisting and turning, and his side is beating, it is beating after water. And the antelope is asking, Where is water? Where is water? Where is water? Where is water? Where is a stream? Where is a pool of water? Where is a river? Because he knows that if only he can find a stream of water and dive into it, that will be all. So the heart will be pumping. Pump, 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 pump. He's looking after water, searching for water, searching for water. Until he finds water and goes into it and is safe. So David was saying, in the same way, my heart pants after the Lord. Where is god where's the presence of god where's the presence of god where's the presence of god if i can find the presence of god everything that i'm doing will be okay we get the presence of god by praying waiting on god reading our bibles i get what i'm saying reading christian books and all that these are the very things that we don't do and therefore we lack his presence that comes by the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's why we struggle. Listen, God did not call you, honestly, God did not call you to pastor only 55 people over the last 12 years. No. God is not like that at all. At all. He didn't call you to waste your time and to waste your years, He wants you to be fruitful. If we're a pastor, the desire of Jesus is that to be fruitful. In John 15:8, Jesus said, Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. Then shall ye be my disciples indeed. He wants us to bear a lot of fruit. But we are forgotten about the helper that he sent to us. And we are just going our way. We are taking our own decisions. I'm traveling to this place to go and preach. Who has you to go? You have turned yourself into an itinerant minister. Because you see Bishop Ogo, go, yeah, preaching here, yeah, preaching here, yeah, preaching, He's going to London, going to US, going to yeah. your friend B that you started ministry, is moving up and down. So you tell yourself, look, me too. Meanwhile, you have 33 people in your church. Who has asked you to be moving around? And all oh, this is because we are not dependent on the helper. Now, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus said, verse 8, You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you become witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, unto the utmost part of the earth. In verse 11, they saw him being as going to heaven. Then we come to Acts chapter 2. Look at Acts chapter 2. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. The day of Pentecost, Pentecost was 50 days or 9 weeks after the Feast of the Passover. So Jesus, do you remember? He was crucified on the eve of the Feast of the Passover. That's why they were trying to kill the people quickly, breaking their legs. When they got to him, he had died. Then he rose up at the the third day and he walked on the face of the earth for 40 days. He was seen by the disciples, minus Thomas. He was seen by the disciples, plus Thomas. He was seen by Mary Magdalene. He was seen at one point by 500 Disciples at the same time. And at the end of that period, 40 days, he he descended and went to heaven. Ten days later, in obedience to what he had told them in Luke chapter 24 verse 49, 120 of his disciples were gathered in the upper room, praying and waiting for the promise of the Holy Spirit. 10 days. Remember that Pentecost, 50 days. He has spent 40 days on earth. So when he went, 10 days, the Holy Spirit came. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So, on that day, what Jesus promised them the helper, the helper, the another comforter, the teacher, the assistant the lord of the harvest the, the counselor their aid their teacher that Jesus promise came on the face of the earth. and this is the good news since he came he has not left since he came he has not left, why? because see the one who has been sent to you and i pastors church workers in our shepherding work in the person of the of the people to help us to help us to help us but today i'm going to show you something that has happened to you as i close can i have two of these chairs on the stage Watch pastors, the Holy Spirit, the forgotten helper. Reverend, kiss me, please sit here. You are God the Father. Clap your hands for God the Father. Reverend Nasu, you are God the Son. God the Son. Watch this. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just closing. I'm just closing. Now, let me ask you a question. Where is God the Father? God the Father is in heaven. Seated on his throne. How many of you agree? Yes. Where is God, the Holy God the Son. God the Son is seated on the right hand side of God the Father. As we are speaking. As we are speaking. Give me Acts chapter 2 from verse 32. This Jesus and God raised up whereof we are all witnesses therefore being by the right hand of God exalted. and having received of the father the promise of the holy ghost he has shed forth this what is this the holy ghost they said he sit at the right hand and just like he said he has given us the holy spirit wow wow hebrews 1:3 hebrews 1:3 who being the the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. Where is God the son at the right hand of the father? Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Romans chapter 12 from verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, by the, by the message of God. Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 12, Hebrews 12, from verse 1. Quickly, 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 quickly. Wherefore, seeing we are also encompassed above our soul, great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the altar and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down on the right hand of the throne of God where is God the son at least I've given you three scriptures and I can give you more right so where is God the Holy Spirit so where is God the Holy Spirit now, I need all of you to come. Most of you, come. These are pastors. Sit here. These are pastors. These are pastors. We are here, trying to shepherd God's people. We are trying to shepherd God's people. We are, we are trying to, look, no, They are trying to shepherd. They are trying to comfort, care. But the people are somewhere, they don't come to church. When they teach, the very things that they are teaching against is what they do. They are you str- not struggling, ministry?
0: Are you struggling? Yes, please. Struggling. We struggling. We are struggling to. Struggling, pa. You are struggling. You are struggling. Well, come.
1: Come. Watch this. Jesus said in John fourteen sixteen, and I will pray the Father, and he will send you another comforter. So city when Jesus got to heaven he told the father I've left the guys there to go and preach, to teach to heal to work miracles, to shepherd the people, but father they can't do it all now that I have come they cannot do it they have no help nobody can help them so please can we just ask you send him to come and help me can you send the holy spirit the father said it's time when the day of pentecost came, when the day of pentecost was fully come the holy spirit came But, but this is your problem. This is your problem. Even though the Holy Spirit has been sent to be with you in your ministry and to help him, do you understand it? Most of us, we don't know him. We have forgotten about him. We don't relate to him. And then in our ministry problems, we are always. We are always come, come, man. His church is not growing. The finances are not working. There's no anointing. There's no power. There's nothing. But he's always kneel down here. Jesus, pray, Jesus, Father, in the name of Jesus, always, always, we are crying unto Jesus, and Jesus is sitting down there, and is pointing to. The spirit is like what is wrong what is wrong with you what is wrong with these guys the helper is with them the helper is with them but we are forgotten about the helper oh listen the Holy Spirit can be in your life for 25 years and not say anything to you because you have not acknowledged it you don't know him. I've abandoned him. You are crying to the Father to send you. Cry to the Father to send you help. Cry to the Father to send you help in the name of Jesus.
0: Father, send me help. I'm struggling.
1: Yeah. Father, help me. My mission is not working. And Jesus is saying, what is wrong with them? What is wrong with this guy? What is wrong? Because I've sent him. The Holy Spirit is here. Yeah. Here. here. I've sent the Holy Spirit to him. The help that he says he needs I've sent to him. But we have forgotten the Holy Spirit. And I'll pray to the Father and he will send you another comforter. Another helper another assistant of the same kind another teacher another counselor he's a counselor all the problems in your ministry you say holy spirit please what should i do he'll teach you you. i'm going to be teaching you later on that this holy spirit is a person look life of the holy spirit is a sweet life that is why bishop dag wrote the book, The Sweet Influences of the Holy Ghost. Sweet influences. I will never forget when I was going out one day from my room and I couldn't find my car keys. I couldn't find my car I was dressed. I put off the fan in the room and so I was sweating now. And I couldn't find my car keys. So I called my wife. I said, She said, Oh, look on the bed. I think she's she's there. I went on the bed, removed things, everything. Look, I'm talking talking about about 15 minutes of anxious session. So I stopped and I said, Holy Spirit, you know where this key is. When I said that, you won't believe it. When I said that, I just tell her this. It was as if that there was somebody was pushing me. I just went back to the bed that the bed where I've been. I lifted up something. There was a key. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, there is hell for you. He's called the Holy Spirit. He's the Lord of the harvest. You cannot shepherd without him. No, it's a waste of time. You cannot shepherd without him because he is the helper of the shepherd. I pray that you will know him and walk with him. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands. Come on, lift up your hands and pray and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Everybody pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. I want to see your two hands up. Pray and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you.
2: I welcome you. I welcome you. you. I welcome you. I welcome you.
1: I welcome you. Oh yes! I welcome you. Welcome the Holy Spirit. Tell Him I'm so sorry for you. I'm so sorry.
2: I'm so sorry. Lift up your voice, pray Holy Spirit. I welcome you. I welcome you, Holy Ghost. I welcome you. I'm sorry for abandoning you. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, Lord. I welcome you. I welcome you, Holy Ghost. I welcome you Holy Ghost I welcome you Holy Spirit I welcome you Holy Spirit
1: Hallelujah Come Holy Spirit I need you Come Sweet Spirit I pray, come in Your strength and Your power. Come, come in Your own special, own special way. Lift up your hands and say, Come on, come oh, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Come. I need. Our lives. We welcome you into our ministries. Thank you that you are here to help us to shepherd. To be effective shepherds. Shepherding shepherds. Fruitful shepherds. Shepherds who know what to do. Forgive us for abandoning you. And now Lord, we welcome you. And we say, help us. Help us in this way. Because you are our helper. We thank you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, as we go on, I'm going to teach you that this Holy Spirit is a person. It's a divine person in your life. And I'm going to teach you How can you walk with this Holy Spirit so that he will be of benefit to you? How? And if the time allows, I will teach you how the Holy Spirit causes your church to go. Clap your hands for the Lord and let's welcome the bishop.